Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. All by myself, Ed forgot the deck. He's coming back into the recording room. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> hey there. <laughs> Nothing. Love it. There might. Well, there's, there's not. I wasn't singing. Hello and welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we celebrate Keyforge, its community, and the excitement of Discovery. We are crawling across the beaches of the Crucible, picking up all of the weird little Keyforge seashells we can find. And right now, the Dark Tidings has brought in a whole lot of new ones. And you know him as the one who sells seashells by the seashore. It's Ed Pocock. How are you, Ed? I'm I'm riding the wave, Zach. I'm riding the riding wave, the wave. And, I, and I like it. It's good surf. It's good Gro- surf. Grooving on in. That's what we cool are. We are very say, right. It's good surf. Uh, that was cool at a certain point in time here in the USA, <laughs> and I won't specify how long ago that was, and how limited that geographic area may or may not be. But yes, very cool, Ed. Very cool. Uh, go ahead and throw in uh, groovy, groovy in there as well. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> You've just burned me. <laughs> Very oh, you feeling a little gnarly? You feeling a little gnarly? Well, I don't think I Bra. can feel gnarly, to be honest, Zach, because I've had an absolute ball of a time this week with my mm. first few games of Dark Tidings. And, That's uh, right. Yes, some of our listeners will have tuned in, hopefully, to, to our first look at Dark Tidings, of which this is our second, and we are together. There are two of us. It's not just me, uh, so don't run away um, screaming. And I've had the chance to get in a few games with everyone's favorite PD Palacio. Is it no QD Palakiko Palakiko? It's a it's a very cool cool sounding deck. Um, and yeah, had a load of fun discovering this deck, but didn't really know how it would play. And I wasn't expecting it to be the magic Christmas land of aha moments. A uh, bit of an Alan Partridge for anyone in the know there. Um, but it is. But it absolutely is a magic Christmas Ooh. land. Um, just what an amazing experience I've had playing this deck. And Yeah. What, what um, kind of things have you pulled off with it? Well, it's, I mean, it comes back to the house rolls thing of, of uh, bouncing Death Quark back in the day. And Untamed is definitely the main house. So there's huge amount of amber burst possible in this untamed lineup and i don't know if this is across wider dark tidings decks but yeah right here there's so much you can do with untamed but almost to say burst is 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 misleading because it's definitely the main house in this deck and uh, you have cards like mookling and mookling is a mamook um 
and it plays around with key cost, but it's to do with the plus one power counters. And yeah, you can stick cards like Mookling behind wards, behind taunts in this deck. And if you've got the board and you've got those power counters, which I have in this deck, you can constantly make your opponent forge for, for higher. So it really does come off. Um, and then you've got cards like Old Paddy. I've got three of these in this deck. And Old oh, Paddy, I liked fun. it. It was cool. It's a fishing. It's it's ultimately a fishing card, and it's got a picture of a bear fishing on it. What is not to like? <laughs> but if this deck has board, if this deck has tide and board, and those are two things which, yeah, are difficult, I guess, to come by because, yeah, your opponent's going to do everything they can to deny you. But three old paddies means that once I get board, I'm keeping it. And it's easier, mm. I think, in Dark Tidings to actually make use of reap effects and fight effects because Unfathomable is going to help you keep your stuff on the board for longer. So I've That's got right. Unfathomable helping to stop the opponent from taking stuff off the board, which means I can do stuff. I've got Star Alliance helping me get stuff on the board. Um, that's my support house here. And then, yeah, once I've got it, I can, I've can. i really got it. And it's it's such a fun game. It's Valuing Tide is going to take some time, I think, Zach, for me anyway. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about what your experience has been. But for me, it's it's taking a bit of time to, to really kind of get that, yeah, cost-benefit analysis of, should i should i raise the tide yeah what is it going to cost me those three chains but when you've got something like old paddy saying discard the bottom three cards of of your of your deck and any creatures and lots of creatures in this deck are going to be straight out on the field yeah it's uh it's a foregone conclusion what you're going to do yeah yeah it looks it looks like a ton of fun. Old Patty, of course, since it was spoiled, is just such a fun card. And it's that's very cool to hear that it uh, really does help with that board presence, especially when you've got Unfathomable uh, holding off enemy creatures, at least, with uh, exhausting exhausting mechanics. Well, that's that's great that you've been having such a good time with it. I'm, I'm excited about that. Definitely, definitely. And I'm looking forward to playing some games with you, of course, Zach. But... Whilst I have been on my mission uh, to to kind of better understand and, and discover Dark Tidings, you have also been on a mission, have you not, Zach? That's right. That's right. So for today's First Look episode, what Ed did was he opened one of his Dark Tidings decks, uh, scanned it, and then sent me the link and didn't look at the deck at all. Didn't look at the deck at all. That's uh, Yao Sunmouth's Juggler. And so what we have done is I have come with about 10 games on the Crucible Online under my belt with Yao, Sunmouth's Juggler, and Ed will be taking a look at the deck for the first time uh, right here. So as Ed goes through it, I think we'll have him take the lead as he opens uh, the deck, because I could just, you know, jump in just about anywhere with with this deck. Uh, we'll have him discover it, and then I will get to be excited uh, through my 10 plays uh, with Yao. Okay, so I've got the deck in front of me, Zach, and the first house in front of me is House Shadows. So how mm. have House Shadows played for you in, in this deck so far, and, and what what mysteries am I going to be uncovering here? Sure. Uh, the Shadows in this deck does a little bit of steel, but honestly, mostly they are uh, they're the toolbox house. We've got uh horn swaggle which just lets you use an opponent's artifact you've got borrow so you can do anything you want to 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 artifacts you've got cement shoes for uh, for tide raising uh you've got hard simpson for attempting to pull off hilarious stealing with hard simpson who if the tide is high steals 
from your opponent when he takes damage and the uh, your, your opponent steals from him if the tide is low, which is just hilarious and not great, but hilarious. Uh, so it is not, there's not a ton of Amber control in there, but just lots of cool tools uh, like safer. Sorry to archive, to archive any number of creatures from play. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of things will get done on the shadows turn. Those things sadly aren't really going to be uh, stealing Amber, but they're going to be useful things nonetheless. Awesome. Awesome. And and just, I'm just flicking through now and looking at some of those highlights that you've mentioned. And one of yeah. course being sea urchin, we've, we've had a, the urchin in the past, <laughs> of course. So sure. this is flavorfully nice. Um, play capture one. If the tide is high, steal one instead. Okay. So it's, mm-hmm. it's got poison. It's got poison. Yes. So it's got a, it a leg up in, in that respect, but Sure. Not that I think anyone with a regular urchin, which was just play steel one, was uh, too worried about its ability to fight. But <laughs> poison could be some spot removal, though. I've got to confess, I have never gone back into shadows after calling shadows to then take advantage of the poison in about 10 games. So, so far, that hasn't that hasn't been uh, hasn't been that much of a boon. I like the flavor. I like the flavor. I guess it depends oh, yes. whether you want to have the tide high and yeah, whether you actually have it, whether it, it pays off or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not It's not a bad card. It's not a bad card. Now, Hobnobbler. Um, Hobnobbler? Hobnobber? Hobnobber. Hobnobber. I prefer Hobnobbler. Hobnobbler? Yes, Ed's trying to read it in, in UK English here. He'll never miss it. Live oh, on the mics. oh, okay. So it's it's someone stealing things at a uh, at a at a party, um, a fancy party, stealing from the rich. Yeah, uh, he'll never miss it. Being the the flavor text uh, on that card. And what's the what's the action on that shadows creature? The Ed? action Zach is if your opponent has six or more, steal two. And mm-hmm. yeah, from what on I was finding creature. with unfathomable, you can keep your your shadows maybe on the board a little bit more and actually. Pull, pull that off but have you been able to pull that off at, at all in this deck i uh, i have not stolen with hobnobber when this deck over about 10 plays however that's because the people i were, was playing were smart enough to remove hobnobber uh before he would be able to steal two so he was certainly a threat he did his job as far as being a threat on the board but uh hadn't been able to steal with him quite yet sadly and I see cement shoes. We got two copies of that here. Looks like a All-star. really cool way of raising the tide without paying those chains. And you get an amber pit for your for your pleasures as well of it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that card says play deal two to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, raise the tide. Uh, so hilariously. The the flavor text marrying with uh, some mechanics elsewhere says, does this even work on pixies? Which it does <laughs> as pixies aren't really above two power. <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Very so, cool. Uh, very handy tide raiser. Very handy tide raiser. And yeah, I've heard a lot about this character Hard Simpson. Um I've heard it's <laughs> I've heard it named before, but I haven't uh-huh. I haven't actually looked at its effect. So I'm gonna do that now. So funny. So after Hard Simpson is dealt damage, steal one amber. If the tide is low, your opponent steals one instead. Oh, blimey. <laughs> That's um... So So he's not he's not great, but uh he he looks like a he at least. Uh, they uh, Hard Simpson is not great, but uh isn't as bad as I thought they were initially. 
if you can get damage onto them as soon as you play them. And they do work as you want them to when the tide is neutral. So play Hard Simpson, get some damage on them. And uh, as long as Hard Simpson has like one or uh, uh, or two or maybe hopefully three damage on him, then you don't have to worry about your opponent doing anything to him unless they have a heal and ping damage in hand because the damage would just would just uh, take them out. So yeah, at common as well. This is going to be uh, an interesting banana skin of a card, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the- yeah, and. The the other thing is that people people will at least in sealed if there's not an archon deck for this right will pull off some ridiculous hard oh, Simpson yeah. scaling steals like say you've got a deck with four hard Simpson your opponent's laughing at you but then you play all four of them and then you play a card that damages all of your creatures or trigger an effect somewhere on the board that damages all of your creatures and suddenly they have no amber so um yeah yeah hard, hard Simpson. I'm excited to see just how badly he does in a lot of decks, uh, just how badly they do in a lot of decks and just how well they do in hilariously very Keyforge situations. Oh, totally, totally. And one of the things I've noticed in my my game so far, and interesting if you have two, Zach, is the RAM in this set appears to be more. And I'm, I'm here, I'm talking about the number of things you as a player need to think about at any one time. Mm-hmm. Certainly in my deck, I had... Um, Book of Lequeux. Um, so in, in 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 this deck, I have Book of Lequeux, and normally that's the card that you're really thinking about the whole game, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. well, you know, oh, am Pelikito, I going to do yeah. this? How am I going to do this? But there were so many things to think about. I couldn't focus on that one because I had sort of six or seven cards out with permanent effects, which was awesome fun, but very, very thinky. So I, I do wonder if Hard Simpson will get forgotten about and... Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, points much to uh much to the player's uh bemusement sure safe sure. or sorry okay i'm oh, really loving these choose one actions because there was a feel yes. bad effect wasn't there zach sometimes in in the situational cards that you inevitably have in in a, in a set that's trying to make something matter and the the choose one really kind of circumvents that by giving you more options right it means that more things in the set can matter because yeah things are are by nature less situational yeah yeah and safer sorry reads play choose one archive any number of friendly creatures from play or choose a creature deal one damage to it for each uh, amber your opponent has so it's honestly those are two great options because archiving friendly creatures from play is a great setup for another card in this deck uh, or to get some play effects off. Not that there are a lot of play effects in this deck particularly. Uh, However, being able to do that or some spot removal, that's going to probably get you at least two to three uh, or more, you know, damage, depending on what is happening with your opponent, is just great to have. It's great to have that option. It's really great to have that option. And of course, you're right. In previous sets, you'd have something that, may have just one of these options and it's not always relevant. So there's, you know, an Amber Pip uh, on there for your troubles. And I'll ask you what the common uh, common choices for Master Plan are once we've got through the deck. I'm looking forward to hearing how <laughs> I all do of love this master comes plan. together. Still trying to get to step three on Master Plan, which is profit. We'll get there eventually. Our next house here is Sarian. So mm-hmm. the... The first Sarian card. We've seen Spoils of Battle before, I believe. 
Yes, from Mass Mutation, which reads, a friendly creature captures one, then every creature with an amber captures another amber from its opponent. So it is it is two-sided there. Very fun. And we've got mm-hmm. two Medicus Lassus. Um, I believe yes. that's pronouncing it right. Love a good philosopher dinosaur, one of which has a capture icon on it, uh, by the way, mm-hmm. Zach. <laughs> yes uh um, yes yeah fortunately tco said hey you need to assign your bonus icons and there's only two cards and two of the same icon so it was pretty easy to to assign those super simple super simple so this is when the tide is high you may spend amber on friendly creatures as if it were in your pool yes oh oh that's that's cool my take uh my well lukewarm take because i played the deck 10 times is i think medicus lacus is going to be the cornerstone of good dark tidings saurian decks because it enables such shenanigans uh with capture and because i've got multiples in here so the opponent has to deal with both of them if they're out on the board or you're going to just have it more consistently when you're looking at things like the imperial forge in the deck uh or simply just spending amber uh, off of your off of your dinos for regular keys i will say it's a it's a, a little uh you know of course it's not as good as senator Brockus from worlds collide who just had this ability always on because during your forge a key step itself your opponent has control of whether or not the tide is high for you immediately before that step so that's the real balancing he- thing here um it does provide some complexity. Like you were saying, this deck takes RAM. This deck takes a lot of RAM for the opponent, too. It takes a lot of their thinking, especially with this card, because they need to remember that anything the deck captures can be spent if the tide is high. So great card. I think it'll show up, especially with key cheats, in in uh, whatever the top Saurian Dark Tidings decks are, however many of them there are. And you can protect it with your Laposaurus, uh, which yes. is a 4-2 taunt creature. Um, and it says, when while attacking Laposaurus, enemy creatures gain before fight exalt this creature. Yes. Ooh, that's cool. It's cool. So I wish there were more because it's the only taunt. Uh, it's the only taunt in the deck. Uh, but yeah, it's a very cool card. It's a very cool card. I like it a lot. Uh, it's a slight non-combo with spoils of battle um now that is extra amber that could end up in your pool eventually uh but also it turns on another creature for spoils of battle if you don't remove it uh before you play spoils of battle which of course is possible with some of the other cards in the deck so it adds a bit to the puzzle it adds a bit to the puzzle uh but there's there's usually an out there but a very cool card love the art love the love it's very saurian right you get exalted before you attack it it's very cool also very Saurian, is Decadence, an action. It's another one of our favorite choose ones. I absolutely love these, and I hope to see these in future sets. Um, it says, exalt ready and use a friendly creature. Once again, very Saurian. Or mm-hmm. uh, move one amber from a creature to another creature. Again, very Saurian, and nice yeah. to have the option. Yes, as an, as an action card, it says, hey, you can have a golden spiral for one turn, or you can have a, uh, oh, there's the other Saurian card that moves an Amber to another in the past set uh, for one turn. And it's just awesome to to have that, to either get Amber on for spoils or move it around for forging or killing off another creature. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's very good. It's very good. Would not mind seeing more of these in the deck. And we've got a couple of those here with Console Primus as well that helps us to do mm-hmm. that. 
Um, yeah, and a couple of, of Sensorphilio as well. Um, Philo, Sensorphilo, um, who is a dinosaur politician, five power, and it says Sensorphilo cannot be dealt damage by creatures with amber on them. Mm-hmm. And um, he has Diplodocus immunity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the flavor text there. I have Diplodocus immunity. Quite That's funny. hilarious. Quite funny. That is hilarious. So, this deck, or Sensor Philo, might not be good and uh, or pull a lot of weight, at least, in a lot of Saurian decks. However, with two console Primus that have Reap, Move, and Amber from a creature to another creature, with uh, with uh, Spoils of Battle and um, Decadence, there's a lot of ways to actually get that Amber onto the enemy creatures that you want to when you want to. And so Sensor Philo actually does work every game, whether or not the opponent is capturing or exalting you can still make Sensor Philo useful because of the tools in this deck, which is all just a lot of fun. Because you think he's situational, but then you'd get a deck with this much stuff for moving Amber around, and then boom, uh, Sensor is always useful. Awesome. That's so cool. That's I'm, I, And I'm seeing as well that a lot of these effects, both in Untamed and uh, certainly Saurian here, are you're, I can imagine you're not going to have that many decks that really can't, there's no payoff at all. Um, it mm-hmm. seems that these de- these 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 themes are so ubiquitous that you're going to see it, at least some kind of payoff in most of the decks you have that are Dark Tidings. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Our certainly. last Saurian card is ISS in Dominus, and I'm led to believe that there are ships in every house, which is very cool. Um, mm-hmm. It is a water-breathing dragon uh, ship, and... It says, action, exhaust up to five friendly Saurian creatures. For each creature exhausted this way, deal one damage to each enemy creature. Blimey, it's a board wipe, but a repeatable one. (laughs) Yeah, it's a repeatable board wipe that you need Saurian creatures for, and it's very slow. You can't just drop it like an axiom. What's funny is that this deck does not have a true board wipe, so this is the only real board wipe in the whole deck so this is actually critical to staying ahead on board with your saurians if you're able to get out saurians get this out clear the other side of the board with this this is one way to just blow up any enemy creatures that have amber on them drop that spoils drop that imperial forge so uh yeah this this is a crucial part of that saurian out which when it works you're spending tons of amber from your own creatures which is amazing it just doesn't happen as often as i want it to but yeah the i I appreciate this card if you see this card in sealed it could be very it could be very useful even though it'll be slow that's cool that's cool you do have eight creatures in there i've just counted which i I suppose helps you to get get the uh get the spoils of battle from this um imperial forge uh this is a card that so often in Sari Index has not really done all that much. It's not as reliable as our favorite key charge. Um, what's it yeah. like in this deck? I can see some anti-synergy with wanting to put Amber on your opponent's creatures and uh, still well, play Imperial Forge. Sure, sure. So we've got some tools to try to get that Amber off of them. We can either fight those creatures with uh, Sensor Philo. We can move it off with um console primus so there's a lot of options to reduce that and then if we just take the high tide if we don't have it already then we can spend and we have a medicus locus then we can forge 
so that that captured amber right both reduces the imperial forge key cost and is spendable for imperial forge so uh, i actually get it off probably every other game uh i've honestly been behind enough that that was just like my first key uh or something like that but the very the second or third game i played with this on tco i was two keys behind reaped up to my first key and then managed as they got to check for their third key managed to have a much bigger board than them spoils of battle to drain all of their amber and then forge with imperial forge spending all of their amber i just took uh and then was on check for my third key and won so imperial forge actually does consistent work in this deck because you can take the tide because there's two medicus lacus because there's console primus because there is because there is sensor philo uh really because there's spoils of battle and decadence which gets more amber on there so long story short this card works in this deck and it's a ton of fun awesome awesome that's really cool actually i'm just so excited that it works (laughs) yeah yeah because it as as we say it hasn't done in a lot of previous sets so um yeah yeah, that's really great oh oh, i'm sorry i've turned over the card and i'm i'm looking at the logos sack and uh I'm I'm looking at a lot of fun here as well. So mm. submersive principle. There is a great ton of amber here, and uh, some uh, greedy logos uh, scientist has has accumulated a ton of amber and is sailing through some kind of storm. There are uh, unfathomable sharks in the water, and the ship is going down because there is a little bit too much amber on it. I love I love the art on this. Um, hypothesis amber floats. <laughs> is uh clearly mm-hmm. clearly uh the I- hypothesis was wrong um yes We're throwing all the amber into the ocean <laughs> indeed indeed yeah um, which is where we're going to pick it up and on the unfathomable i suppose um play each player loses one amber if the tide is high each player loses amber uh, half their amber instead rounding down the loss interesting yeah, so it's basically an effervescent principle with no chain if the tide is high because there's you know a cost to, to raising it. But uh, I'll lose one for both people either uh, other ways otherwise. So uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, that's cool. And you've got a, a capture icon on one of these as well, which uh, probably helps uh, the, the amber swing. <laughs> uh, a little bit if it helps a little bit if their amber is an odd number. Because because you round down the loss, you can take them, you can capture that amber, and then they get rid of half. And so you're getting you are getting an extra amber from them if uh if they have an odd number, if they have an even number, then you're you're even. Awesome. Awesome. Phase shift, we like to see. We do like we to do. see this. Um mm-hmm. and we have a new one. Old EGAD. Old EGAD. Um good electro fences make good electro neighbors <laughs> uh destroyed ward each of old egad's neighbors ah right now the flavor mm-hmm. text makes more sense that's probably a clandestine decent card but is it actually ever going to get destroyed uh in this deck i don't think old egad has lived past the end of the turn i played him because I just hit him with bouncing death cork immediately, ah. which wards his, uh, which wards their neighbors, which then lets me get additional bouncing bouncing death cork uh, uses off of the warded neighbors. So, right, 
quite a combo with bouncing death quark will be very yeah. cool very cool okay one um, day one day they'll they'll get a reap in but uh this past week was was not that time <laughs> and we've got one bouncing death quark there very nice mm-hmm. Ooh, yep, a new artifact classic. the hydro cataloger this is an amber pip it is an item it looks very sophisticated um mm-hmm. and it says after a player raises the tide they archive the top card of their deck Ooh, so it's any player. Hmm. Yes, it is symmetrical. It is symmetrical. Where's Desania? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Zach? Has that been good or is, is that yeah, a little bit of a gamble? It's good. It It's symmetrical, of course, but it's actually okay to play most of the time in this deck in Yao because you have consistent ways to get the tide uh, back up to your side. Well, another uh, big one that we're going to see a little bit later here in Logos. So it's consistent, and you will be using it at least as much as your, you know, opponent. Um, and Yao needs the speed, so I think it's worth it for Yao to go ahead and play this to get those archives happening, um, to get Yao's big threats more likely to fire. Because as soon as big Yao's big threats can actually fire. You're forging keys with, you know, your opponent's entire pool of amber that you just captured. So uh, usually worth it. Usually worth it to give the opponent a little bit of extra speed. But that's just because uh, Yao doesn't really have speed anywhere else. Sadly, Logos did not <laughs> deliver on speed in, in this house setup. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, we do have Build Warden. Logos definitely mm-hmm. seems to help us on Tide here because uh, Build Warden... Uh, says play reap if the tide is high your opponent raises the tide otherwise you raise the tide so i've been working out as you've been speaking what this actually means in practice Mm. and i figure it means that if the tide is high you don't play it because your opponent gets the tide but if the tide isn't high then you play it and you get the tide generally yes Uh, if you've got a way to raise the tide and you just want to get the extra hydro cataloger right you could play this, have your opponent raise the tide, then raise the tide with something else. Uh, there's also an artifact later that uh, you might want to give your opponent the the choice of 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 what they of what they do after playing Bill Jordan. So, uh, yeah, interesting, uh, not great. It is nice because it's a very consistent. the 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 way this card is balanced is that there's always a way to swap the tide. It's just a bit finicky like if you reap while the tide is high bill jordan uh will you know uh will flip the tide but uh everything else is a bit more conditional so his his conditions for tide flipping are just a bit weirder than the other cards so okay yeah okay yeah that's cool that's cool so something to be be aware of what you want to do with it before you go into a game yeah uh yeah yeah, exactly. And depending on when Bill Jordan pops up, I have discarded them a few times, uh, but but uh, I don't don't auto discard Bill Jordan. Don't auto discard. So I've got a copy of Knowledge's Power here, and I believe from <laughs> yeah. previous sets that this was not a choose one and has become a choose one. Am I right? Uh, let's see. No, that uh, that's always been that's oh. always given us uh, the options. Um, they may have they may have reformatted it. For this set, though, I would actually have to, uh, I would actually go have to look at the text box from 
it in previous sets. It might have presented it all as one sentence, but yeah, now it's a formal choose one with the the two bullet points there. Archive a card or gain one for each card in archive. Very simple for for players to understand what the choice is, and I think that's great. It's uh, it's yeah. really clear. It's really clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have. Austerilist Seaborg, uh, which yes. <laughs> is a cyborg of the sea, um, I believe, and it is a four-power robot. It is a it has a reap ability that is tide dependent. It says deal two damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, raise the tide. So we've got another way of raising the tide. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so it is. It two is. cards in shadows. Two cards in logos. Um, yeah, wow. So, so Zach, you've had 10 plays with this deck, which is a monumental amount considering I only sent it across to you on Monday. But how, <laughs> did, how did they go? What were your overall thoughts? What, what is your overall feeling of, of this deck and, uh, and of the new meta or the, the blossoming meta? Let's put it that way. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I don't know I'm, I can quite make a, a call on the meta yet. Uh, I've heard a couple of our just knowledgeable friends across content creator spaces on a few podcasts and over on TTR talk about Star Alliance being very strong, which I'd agree with. For Yao, uh, for Yao, Sunmouth Juggler specifically, this is a complicated deck like many Dark Tidings decks are with big game-winning outs, like I got to pull off in game two or game three, coming back from behind with a giant spoils into Imperial Forge play. I know that the data forge play is accessible, maybe a knowledge is power play with the safer sorry. However, there's just not the speed to make those combos consistent. Uh, and I enjoyed playing the deck. The choices were a lot of fun to make, even as uh, I won my first two or three games and then just uh, lost, I think, all of the other ones. <laughs> uh, for a number of them, I was playing against very smart people that we know, like uh, uh, Karen from a few episodes back. So. Uh, you know, I don't feel too bad about taking the L there, but a lot of fun, lots of fun outs. And as far as uh, just implications goes, this deck tells me two things. One, that my next favorite adaptive deck may be here in Dark Tidings because there's so much to think about. And also, I got excited for thinking about just powerful Archon solo decks with this set because I think there's some some you know unique card game degeneracy that you can pull off with uh with the key cheats present here i think there are enough enablers for key cheats that you can really do some silly kind of coda level multiple keys in a turn stuff with the right deck and that just that just excites me that just excites me that is very 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 exciting indeed zach Mm -hmm. um yeah i i'm i'm excited about how these work with keyforge adventures as well and oh yes all of those adventures with the key racken and beyond um are going to be are going to be fun endeavors um certainly we're going to be exploring and discovering more decks as the days go by here on call of discovery and um this this episode will be followed up with a focus on house unfathomable we are going to do our very best to fathom the unfathomable on on that mm-hmm. episode and that's one i'm very much looking forward to zach yes yes me too me too uh, as a side note there be on the lookout for decks with many hard simpson hard blah, 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 be on the lookout for decks with many hard simpsons 
and then a couple Kerwallops, which says deal one to a creature. Gain one amber for each creature destroyed this way. And steal everything. Hard Simpson OP. Hard Simpson OP. Thank you very much, Archons, for joining us today. Uh, no doubt uh, you will all stay safe through your journeys across the undiscovered and unfathomable strange tides. If you're enjoying Call of Discovery, and I hope that you are, please do subscribe on your regular podcast app of choice. If you're new to Keyforge, you can check out the new player guide on Archon Arcana, the wonderful Keyforge wiki that is linked below, and you can start your own journey into this wonderful game. If you're looking to support us in a monetary fashion, please do visit our Patreon linked below where you can sign up to support us monthly and enjoy rewards such as our exclusive Discord where we get many of the topics and questions for this show. Let us also know what you'd like to see more of or less of in future shows and interact with us across social media platforms or email us at podcast at callofdiscovery.com. But most importantly, if you think a friend would enjoy this podcast, please do help them to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery? 